Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hi, everyone. This is Joe. Today, we're going to be listening to the second interview from Palm Springs Comic Con. So I wanted to just again remind you that because this is a convention episode, the sound quality is going to be okay. It's not going to be as great as it normally is, but uh, I think the interview is a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. And that's it. And stick around. Uh, I've got a question for everybody, so stick around to the end, and uh, we'll talk. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 56 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. We are coming today live from Palm Springs Comic Con. I am very excited because I've got all sorts of questions. I'm very excited to be joined by actor Lincoln Castaneos. Uh, who you might know as Tobias from Fear the Walking Dead. How are you doing, Lincoln? I'm doing good, Joe. Yeah, I'm doing great. It's good to be here at Palm Springs Comic Con. Uh, more importantly, it's good to be close to home again. Yes, because you're you're local, which is, is I'm nice. homegrown. Yeah, I'm, I'm a <laughs> desert boy, born and raised in uh, Indio, so not too far from Palm Springs. But yeah, I went to high school here in the Valley, and I've been in LA for the last ten years. So I split my time between LA and and here. Yeah, we were just talking uh, before you came in about how it's nice to have our own Comic-Con out here because uh, it's nice to see all the other local geeks and nerds kind of just enjoying their stuff, get to get to see who's who. And about time, too. I mean, we're, we're, we're such a big community here in the Valley. It's just like everyone has the same passion that everyone in L.A. gets to gets to have, and they get conventions every once in a while. I mean... To the fact that Palm Springs was able to bring something here locally and bring people together so you could see all the other common interests with other people and cosplay and do all this stuff and geek out, nerd out. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's been a long time coming. It's really exciting. So uh, what we're going to do is what we do with normally with uh, guests that are on the show for the first time is we're just going to get to know a little bit about you. So uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. Cool, Joe. Thanks. Um, so I... I've been acting since I was a kid. I mean, I would watch, I guess, Disney movies. I think it started with Disney movies, and I would act them out in front of my, my family, make them laugh. So, 
I think every actor, when they're young, it starts off with, like, they like the attention. Mm -hmm. So it started like that. But then as I kept doing plays in Catholic school, high school, it turned into, well, I like doing these characters. Mm. I like exploring different things. I like the memorization. I like the challenge. I like being in front of people. I like how when I'm on stage, I don't feel so nervous when I am just in a regular conversations, you know, as a high school kid, you know. Yeah. Like, every, every kid went through that, that high school phase, that awkwardness, like, Girls, ah, what do I do? And so to break out of that shell, whenever I perform, the more and more I did it, the more and more I just became more open and, and just broke out of that that, that, that shell that, that, that was there. So then when it became clear that I wanted to pursue acting as a as a career, you know, potentially, and I found out I could study it in college, I applied to UCLA. They have a great theater school, really prestigious. Uh, when, I, uh, when I got in, they told us that 4,500 students had applied and they wow. only accepted uh, 35 kids for our acting class so I took that as a sign of you know what I need to stick with this and I need, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up mm -hmm. you know I got this far so then I graduated a year after that I found representation and since then I've hit the ground running I booked a guest star spot on The Mentalist I was like my first big thing worked on a bunch of short film projects, did a lot of plays, produced a lot of stuff with, with, with some friends, doing a lot of writing, focusing on that. And then uh, jumped to 2015. One week I have like about five auditions in a row, which has never happened in my life. I mean, that that's, that's a blessing for any actor. Absolutely. Because sometimes you could go through a dry spell and it'll be months without something. But at the end of that week, I got a notice for the Walking Dead companion series audition. So I had a day to prep, and Friday morning I was in the room with all these other looking, young-looking kids. One had his mom with him, so he was under 18. So I guess it was like, wow, they're they're really like they're looking for a, a wide variety of things. And they didn't specify much except that he was a wise beyond his years high school kid, Tobias for for fear. And with my experience, you know, I did what I could with the resources that I had and I used the nerves that I went in with you know into the audition I used that in in the audition because I'm a big Walking Dead fan I was mm -hmm. reading them as as a, as a fan uh, in college years before the show so, was even so you're out. like old school comic book fan not just the movie fan like at least three years before the show was, was a thing on AMC I was reading in in school and I would read the comics, think about who do I look like in the comics so that I could audition for it in the show if it ever comes out. But they shoot in Atlanta, so I was never really going to get that chance being in L.A. But along comes this show. So it was all serendipitous, kind of ironic, you know, read them in college, now I'm on the show playing high school. Um, it's very fitting. I, I like the way it came together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to go back to, to fear in a while, but um, I want to talk to you about your other geeky interests. Like, uh, what type of geek are you? I, we... Uh, my my show is Geektitude, which is a combination of geek and aptitude, because everybody has kind of their thing that they identify with. So, what are yours? I love Marvel. I love Star Wars. I love Disney. Like, I, my whole life has kind of been revolved around those three worlds. So it's actually funny now because they're all linked together. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> so uh, I think it's 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 fitting. And I've actually had a chance at at a at a comic-con earlier this year i got a chance to meet stan lee oh wow and that was like like dreams coming true you know tenfold and he was so gracious he sat with me put his arm around me and he's like you know good work on the show and i was like i was like thank you for all you've done you've inspired so many 
generations of, of kids and artists. So we appreciate all that you've done. And he goes, that's thank you very much. Don't don't worry about it. Just keep sending me money. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god. And then his handlers were like, he really liked you. He's a joke around like that with, with the people regularly. So you could tell, like, all of this, at least Marvel, like, it came from such a genuine place. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was obviously a fan of comics when he started out, when right. he started writing and creating. And so that that's what I appreciate so much about the fandom and, and, and you know, the, this, this culture, this pop culture culture. It's just, um, it, it's, it's all done with, with such love and passion. And there's sincerity when you meet other people who are cosplaying or are here, you know, uh, trying to promote their their work, their their book, their their comic book, their their online stories, you know, whatever it is that they're doing creatively, we're all in it together. And you you see that when you come to conventions, you see that with with nerds and geeks and stuff. You know, honestly, like I don't like to put labels on things, but we're all just fans yeah. of the same thing. So I look at everyone as just like we're all fans. I was a big, but I still am a big Walking Dead fan. And that would, that would be the the other main thing, and to have this experience as a fan, to become an actor, but still be on the outside because I choose to, so I can enjoy it mm -hmm. and not ruin that illusion, so to speak. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. That's really cool. Now, part of part of being a fan is admitting that there are areas that you're just not so much into. Is there anything for you that when people start geeking out, you just can't get into the conversation because it's like not your thing? Well, growing up here in the valley. When I was when I was a kid, you know, there there weren't many options to get comic books. I think there was only one comic book shop when I was growing up in Palm Desert. It's not there anymore. And I think even still today, there's like one shop in like the Palm Palm Desert Palm Springs area. But anyway, um, I'm not so big and caught up on comics. But I used to re I used to read a Wizard magazine. That oh, was my yeah, yeah. end into everything about what was going on with DC and Marvel and everything else, all the independent stuff. So when people start talking to me about comics and stuff, and like the, the the most I get into it is whenever they talk about Walking Dead. That's the one comic I am up to date on. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one I'm most invested in. And um, it's funny today I get to work. With, I'm working with Skybound, the company that does the comics, with with Robert. So having the chance to collaborate with them has been really fun, and it's just kept me kind of like I finally have gotten more of a chance to be involved in this comic book world that I missed when I was a kid mm -hmm. but you know I worked around it you know I've loved all, everything that, that has been produced as far as shows and movies and stuff like that so when it comes to comics though it's like oh yeah I didn't read that one I you know I know about the ultimate universe it, it didn't work so hot so they got rid of it you know <laughs> that, 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 that's about it but yeah so um, everybody has that thing that's kind of a it's, it's something that they geek out about, but it's not mainstream. But they really think everybody just needs to get into it. Is, is there anything like that that you hold on to? Is there something that isn't very mainstream that you're just like, no, it really should be. This is awesome, guys. Check it out. Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm usually a fan of really great independent movies. So I'm always going to be a champion for indie films. Mm -hmm. And those are always going to have, like... Not not the loudest voices, but but they're, they're some of the strongest voices. So I'm always an advocate of, of independent films and telling people like you got to see this movie. You know, still you don't want it to lose that independent feel because you you could tell when a director has been working on independent movies to suddenly jump into a big studio, big budget movie and 
he loses sight of everything that was special when he first started. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm a fan of filmmakers who are just they start with nothing. You know, they, they're they're dirt cheap made movies, but they they are they're able to make gold with it. So as far as movies goes, I think that's what I'm always telling people. Like, you gotta see this one. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta come out and and, and go buy the ticket. You gotta you gotta rent the movie. You gotta you gotta support gotta support these filmmakers because these are the next generation of storytellers you know we're not going to have Spielberg and Scorsese Eastwood for for much longer so champion these people Jeff Nichols Damien Chazelle I mean he's doing he did Whiplash he's doing La La Land it's like these are getting he's getting more and more attention and it's great and then also do like character actors mm-hmm. I, I, I keep an eye on actors who are always like they start on the background and they have like supporting parts and then boom they're like the lead in like movies Billy Seymour Hoffman was just like that he jumped from supporting character actor to, to front man leading man because he was so captivating you couldn't you couldn't ignore the power that he he, he held acting is such a it's such a uh, time and place sensitive career yeah. it's, it's you know what is big at that time is not necessarily and, and it's so hard with the typecasting and everything else that those character actors are are vital because they're going to fill those those holes where people aren't the, the mainstream are not there yeah, yeah yeah so it's important when when that small audience tries to multiply it as best they can you know Social media is such a powerful tool now for Absolutely. for independent movies, and all it takes is one strong endorsement from somebody. Hey, go see this movie, you know? Very cool. All right, well, we've got to talk about, and I'm glad that you're not just uh, on The Walking Dead, that you are a fan, because we can go a whole different direction with this interview. Yeah. I have to ask, um, where did you um, first be were introduced to Walking Dead, and were you a, a fan of zombie uh, horror before that? Oh, yeah, since I was a kid. I remember there used to be a, a local video store. It wasn't Blockbuster, but Blockbuster took over after. Uh, it was a local video store in North India where I would sneak into the the horror section when like my parents weren't around. I would go and look at all the movies and all the covers, and I like, get freaked out. But like it was so cool, like all that stuff looked really cool, like Chucky and and American Werewolf in Paris, like all all, all these different horror films. So since then, I've kind of been fascinated with, with the genre, you know. And I found the Walking Dead comics because of a Wizard magazine I read, like most shocking comic book deaths, and it was Laurie and and the baby, and I was like, what? What kind of comic book would do this, dude? <laughs> I gotta read it. So that's how I got hooked. And then yeah, about three years later, it was a show, and I was like, my gosh, they're they're doing this on AMC, like that's awesome. I mean, they were already doing Mad Men and Breaking Bad, and I had no doubt it was going to be a success, and. Sure enough, it's the most popular show on TV. Like, nothing else can match its ratings. It's just people connect to it because it's no longer just a zombie show. And it's not even about zombies. It's no. about it's about people losing their humanity in this this decaying world where, you know, who, what rules are left. Oh, yeah, and watch out for that walker. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it, it's, it's very telling, you know, and I think there's a lot of social commentary uh, happening with it. It's, it's very well done. I think that's the difference between good zombie horror and bad zombie horror is good zombie horror should be social commentary in some way. That's why Romero's stuff is so good. I don't know if you're a fan of, of George Romero's oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's, 
That, yeah. That's that's where I live in the in the zombie genre. Well, without Romero, there'd be no Kurtman, there'd be no Walking Dead. Exactly. There'd be no exactly. frustration with all the other people that have tried to imitate Romero and have failed and have made the Kurtmans be like, I can't take this anymore. I just I got to do it myself. Right, right. And I, I love the fact that he announced when he the reason why he wanted to do it was because he wanted to see what happened to these people after the movie ended, and and I think he's definitely succeeded in that. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, the the zombie geek question I have is do you have a zombie survival plan? <laughs> yeah, it's uh get gets a high ground. High ground? Gets a high ground, have enough food for as long as you can. I mean if you assuming you're on your own, you know, there's only so much you can carry, so you know, you hope a backpack where the supplies will last you as long as you can. Gets a high ground, carry as many small weapons as possible. It's helpful to have a shotgun. Get a big knife. <laughs> get, 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 get a big knife but uh, definitely if, if you could find people you could trust to surround yourself with and have them watch your back and watch their back yeah do all those things and don't get yourself in, caught in a silly situation that occasionally happens in Walking Dead where you're just like why 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 would you do that <laughs> don't go explore that noise by yourself uh, yeah get out of there <laughs> But luckily, if a, if a zombie apocalypse happens, hopefully it's like Walking Dead and it's not like 28 weeks later or days or, or dawn of the oh, day. Oh, yeah, I'm not surviving that. I, I don't have the endurance. I know no. Zombieland and cardio, 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 I'm, I'm behind on that. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, yeah, ha- have some kind of medical kit on standby. Just have a backpack ready. Yeah, do what you can to, to kick some ass. Really just, you know... A, Prepare for the worst, you know? Absolutely. My my husband and I just finished a, a what was supposed to be a five-month remodel of our home and ended up being a ten-month remodel of our home. And we had this beautiful ironwork in front of A lot of places in Palm Springs have that kind of iron gate in front of the entryway. And part of that was like, he's like, take it down. And I'm like, you're making us less secure. <laughs> it's a lockable door. What are you doing? Yeah, that, that's but there's some Swedish architect who built some zombie-proof house. It's like impossible to get in that's unless awesome. you're inside. Yeah, yeah. These are the things I geek about. Um, so I have two questions. One that I don't think you can answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And one that I I hope you can answer. Um, going with talking about Tobias. Okay. Great character. Probably one of my favorite characters in here because I'm I'm a teacher, and so. Um, I've talked with students about their zombie survival plans. I've, uh, you know, I the joke around our our school is, you know, there's a, a zombie survival team. Oh, really? Who's on it? They know. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, they know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really connected with um, both the the teacher and the student aspect of that relationship, and so it was really powerful. I want to know what happens to Tobias. Because we haven't seen him. So what happens to Tobias? That's a great question, Joe. That you that, can't that, answer. That's a great <laughs> what I can tell you um, is Tobias is not dead. And he's not dumb. And those are two good things to not be in, in, in Kurtman's world. Uh, in a short amount of time, you know, it, it was it was it was clear that there needed to be some work done. So I, I as an actor, it's, like, it's always my job to just work with what I got. Mm-hmm. And I assumed at the time that that was all I was going to have to show people what this character was going to be about. 
So better to leave the party early and have people asking where he where, where the guy went than overstay my welcome and have people being like, when's he gonna get out of here? So I wanted to have him kind of embody this like mysterious like quality. Like you just had so many more questions and answers mm-hmm. when you saw this kid. Like obviously he's got trouble at home. He's getting picked on. No one, no one's his friend. He's obviously on the internet a lot. So nothing at home is is going well for him. So those are the things that made him who he is, and those are the reasons why he was able to uncover all the the reports and all the bad, you know, bad bad stuff that was, that was going to come. So it was it was fun to create that, and also too just being a little a little older than the character helped to honor that wise beyond his years, a trait mm-hmm. that that he had to have, because he's not just a regular high school kid. Like no. that needed to be clear right off the bat. Like something is off about this 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 kid. So I was glad I was able to do that, and more glad and more proud of the fact that with that little time, people were still able to respond to the character the way they did. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly, like positive and and supportive to the point where they're like, "Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he?" To, and you know, Dave Erickson, the showrunner, is like, "He's not dead." You know, people are like, you know, wondering like, "Did he die?" Like, he's not dead. Like, so the fact that he's made that clear, I think, should just give people uh, more of a, you know, uh, reason to rest, I guess. But don't expect anything because I'm not confirming anything. Right. But I am saying people should watch season three. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the second part of that, because that was a lot more than I thought I was going to be able to get out of you. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. The second part of that was, um, do you yourself know whether through what they've told you or just through your own uh, headcanon what happened to him? Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'm just uh, curious. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. See, this is I, it, we had a, I had a I told a friend that I was having this interview today, and and we had a whole conversation. But but they firebombed LA. I'm like, I don't care. I think he's alive. Uh, so that's good. I, I win. <laughs> um, see how we're doing on time. Do you guys have any questions? Because this panel's not just for me. Although yeah, I can please. make it about me very quickly. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what do you have coming up? Any any other work in the progress? Anything yeah, you're working on right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, after Thanksgiving, after I get out of food coma, mm-hmm. I'm going to be shooting a film in L.A. with a couple of people from Glee, Heather Morris, Josh Schussman. Um, this can be a lot of fun, like a, like, a, like a murder comedy kind of thing, where I'm playing an idiot, so that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll get to really stretch my acting chops. Uh, and then, uh, in December, a movie that I did, uh, a couple years ago will be coming out on iTunes and on demand it's called uh, I Am Gangster mm-hmm. so I'll be updating people I mean anyone who follows me and if you don't I'm on social media at Link in the Actor it's all one word Link in the Actor on Instagram Twitter Facebook YouTube um, that's where people can keep keep up on what I'm doing and yeah all I'm, the, all I'm trying to do is just stay stay busy stay working and stay thankful because you know all these opportunities wouldn't have happened if someone wouldn't have taking a chance on me. So I tell people here in the Valley who have never been to a con except for this weekend, it's their first one, like, just always be thankful and be passionate about whatever it is you want to do and just keep at it, you know, keep, keep, keep struggling because eventually that struggle will turn into your success and it'll get you, it'll get you far. Do you have advice for uh, aspiring actors? Because it's, it's, it's a rough field. It, It takes a lot, it takes a lot to be an actor. 
it takes a lot. It takes a village. It takes a lot. Um, it takes guts. You gotta have faith in yourself, and you gotta have faith in your work and believe in it. Because if you don't believe in it, how do you expect anyone else to champion for you? So you work hard at it. You go to school for it, or whatever. You find whatever you can, whatever outlet to connect with, to teach you, and to support you, and encourage you, and motivate you to tell your stories better. Just keep telling stories. Get friends together. Write together. Get readings together in your living room. Screen your projects. Whatever it is, whatever you could do, just keep moving forward and just keep telling stories. And the more personal they are to you, the more effective they'll be on people. I, I can promise you that because that's all I'm trying to do is tell my own stories through these characters. Mm -hmm. is, is there any maybe animated show that you maybe want to be voice want to be a voice for? Like Marvel is having that having problem with their animated shows so maybe you want to oh yeah no that that's that's very true yeah i i've been trying to get into to voice acting for a while um and i know a few people actually uh for anyone who's played the walking dead telltale games um clementine i'm friends with with the voice actress melissa hutchinson and she's like oh yeah you gotta get into it like cause it's so much fun and i i've played around with, with voices and impressions since I was a kid. I, I can impersonate all my friends, a few celebrities. I, Seth, Seth Rowan's the only one I could do like just really like really easily without having to think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's fun to do that and it's just another extension of my creative voice. But yeah, I would totally get down with, with, with the Marvel show, yeah. What do you have a, maybe a superhero in mind that you're like, I really want to voice that for the, the the great thing is like because it's my voice I could be any character it doesn't matter how they look so or or, or good or bad I mean Spider-Man's awesome I've always been a fire that, that's my biggest Spider-Man like all day the rest of my if, if I got a tattoo of a comic book character it'd probably be Spider-Man you know so yeah I dig I dig that world I dig that show are you uh, are you excited about Spider-Man Homecoming? I am, yeah. It's about time Marvel got it back. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony was doing such a crap job. I mean, no offense to them, because I know a lot of people worked hard on those movies. Ultimately, I think the story got muddled, and not everyone was on the same page. With the Marvel movies, with the Marvel movies, you could tell it's all connected. Everyone is just like in sync and on the same page as far as like what kind of story they want to tell. Marvel does a great job of making memorable scenes not just moments memorable scenes mm -hmm. so that the whole movie is something you like take away and like god man that Groot scene in Guardians man that was, yeah. that, was, that, was, that, was that was so rough and I haven't seen Doctor Strange but I know that that has to be good Civil War I loved um, everything about it is, is, is awesome well, it's like they do everything well because they something as complex as Civil War where they have they introduce two new characters well more than two new characters but they introduce Spider-Man and and Black Panther both get full story arcs when they're not the featured characters it's just incredible and then you go see something that's very simple yet completely amazing like Doctor Strange where the the story is not complex it's a very simple beginning middle and end with right. a set amount of characters and they do that brilliantly so I, we're we're living in a, a a good time people it's a good time to be a geek it, it is really it is. is it is i mean geeks are taking over that that's for sure they're making the most money too yeah they these movies blow everything else out of the water i mean 
thank God it's not just Twilight anymore and stuff like that. Oh. It's just like, give me more. Uh, I'll take any Marvel movie any day. Um, one thing I have heard from people who are in the industry is they're like, there are the worst um, extras to work with are Klingons, um, uh, apes from uh, the old um, Planet of the Apes, anybody who is in full makeup, it's just they're always messing around on, on set, and I ha- I've been meaning to ask... Are zombies the same way? Are they are they kind of just all over the place and like hissing at you and you're like, dude, I'm on my coffee break, go away. <laughs> no, they're cool. It's it's what what what's fun for us is that in the in the first season, you don't really get those zombie type uh, characters yet because mm-hmm. in in fear it's just starting. No one's decaying yet. Walking Dead, it's like yeah, they got to deal with falling limbs and prosthetics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. With for example, Scott Lawrence, who played the principal, Principal Artie, um, he just looked a little pale. You know, they put some white makeup and gave him contacts and just kind of had like a little limp. And that was a, that was the extent of his infection, you know, going going towards me, attacking me. So that was a fun experience. And, you know, to say whether I'm going to have the experience with the actual walkers later on, I can't say. But I know that everyone over there in Atlanta is just, at this point, they're they're thrilled to be a walker mm-hmm. and they always have featured walkers recurring actors who are doing different kinds of, of, of really gross you know featured walkers mm-hmm. so I think anyone taking that that, that chance to be in, in The Walking Dead at least as an extra like they're not going to mess that up no they're, they're having a great time maybe it's hard to eat and use the bathroom but you know, aside from that they should be having fun that's cool that's cool um, how, how hard is it to get into a scene like that where you're character's life is in peril but you know you were hanging out with the guy that's trying to bite you like five seconds ago like is that like how do you get yourself in that mindset yeah i mean it's cool because because scott and i became really good friends on set uh, it's just a matter of you know switching that 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 light off and then turning on this other one in this different room and it's okay now i'm back you kind of like ease yourself into it of all right now we're trapped we have nowhere to go. What is she doing? Why is she getting closer to him? Didn't I tell her already? Oh, what about now? I'm gonna have to put my life on the on the line for her. And one thing leads to another, to another, to another. There's no time to think about it really. It's just like you you just you just buy right into it. And for me, it's just I think because I've been doing it for as long as I have, it's like I it, I'm not thinking about it like. Oh man, I was just talking about him, like going over to his house. Now I gotta like pretend he's eating me. No, it's not like that. It's just like yes, 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 action, and then you know, then you just flip the switch. You flip the switch. Yeah, and I think it, there's a discipline that that comes with with with. I think I believe getting to that, um, but I always just give it 110. percent But yeah, I go zero to 100. That's really cool. Any other questions, guys? Pro Carl. <laughs> you mean bro coral you know <laughs> um i uh i like chandler i've had the chance to meet him i've, I've met all the all the walking dead actors from the conventions over the year uh, he's really he's really down to earth you know the, the first conversation i had with him we we're in a shuttle going to, to the hotel he's like I, I asked him so 
hey, so, like, do you do you hate pudding now? Like, is that where it's gotten? And he's like, no, 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 no you know, I still like it. I was like, because you could always go to Jell-O, you know. They need a new spokesperson, you know, so just think about that. Like, think about all the, all the endorsements. No, but he's, he's... I think people had a problem with Carl in the beginning because he was a little kid and it was hard to relate to him or root for him. He's matured so much as an actor in the last three, four years. So I I like where he's going. And I, I respect what he's doing with the character now. I, I respect everyone who works in the show. I can't not. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's I, I in a way I'm biased, but I'm also honest. Everyone there is so grateful and thankful to be working. And on a show that everyone loves, you know. Even Seth, who plays Father Gabriel, yeah, he was getting some flack for a while... But he's 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 holding his own now. You know, people are softening up to him. So I know people have crazy, you know, pro or you know, negative alliances get drawn. Yeah, yeah. Like Lori. I mean, as long as we don't have any more things where like people hated someone as much as Lori or Andrea, I don't think I don't think anyone's as hated right now in the show. Like like they were. At least I hope not. Everyone's doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you gotta feel you gotta feel bad, and this happens a lot. You have to feel bad for actors who grow up on screen. Like, think about yourself when you were in junior high, because nobody was nobody was a, a human being when they were in junior high. We all should have been locked away. Um, but to have that entire awkward stage of your life, they're just displayed for the entire world. It's just it's gotta be it's gotta be rough. It's gotta be rough. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I I dig Chandler. He's a cool dude, and I think he's he's grown into uh, a fine actor. Everyone on the show is like on the same level, and they have to be. And I think if they weren't, the show wouldn't work. Yeah, Morgan. Yes, absolutely, Morgan. Since since he came out in that first episode in the pilot, I was hooked. And Lenny James was a great actor too. He's been in a bunch of stuff, like Guy Ritchie films. He was in, uh, he was in uh, HBO show called Hung. He played like a pimp. He's he's a really diverse actor, and you could see that in, in the work he did in just one episode. To the point where people wanted to know where the hell he went to. So he's a great actor. I mean, he's he's so humble and and kind. Uh, I met when I was working at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. I, I was serving at a party, and he was there as a guest of of, of, of the of the rap. And uh, I went up to him, and I was like, "I'm a big fan of your work. I look forward to seeing more of you on Walking Dead. If that's where they go, hopefully." So, thank thanks for for being for being really great. And he's like, "Well, thank you. What's your name?" And I was like, "What? I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. He was not from me." And I was like, "Oh, my name's Lincoln." And he goes, Lincoln, Ooh, that's a great handle. I like that name. And I was like, <laughs> it's like half the Walking Dead cast is from across the pond now. So, but he's great, and I, his character I relate to so much. You know, I believe in that mentality of all life is precious. You know, he broke it a little bit, but he didn't in a way when he saved Carol. You know, he still stuck to it because he recognized her life was more precious than this other one in that situation, you know? So I respect what, what he's doing in that world. I respect that that he's trying to stay true to something because everyone's got to believe in something, even in this 
darkness and bleakness. Yeah, he's a great character. Other questions? Did you ever think about throwing some people through a loop and putting on a British accent? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crossed my mind a few times, honestly. Um, but it's not out of the question, I guess. You know, <laughs> maybe at the next at the next gathering or the, the the first big interview I do with like I don't know one of the big press outlets or something. We'll see. It's just morphing from from British Cockney to Australian, <laughs> to Spanish. Just throw a little South African in there. <laughs> Completely just confuse the hell out of everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, has there been any surprises for you since you've? gone down this road, um, especially since you've been in such a, a high-profile show like Fear the Walking Dead? Anything that's kind of shocked you or, or you didn't expect? Honestly, I didn't expect the reaction to the character to be the way it was. I did a job in January 2015, continued it through May, and I thought I was done with it. And then when the promo came out in June to finally showcase some of the footage for for fear a bunch of people started texting me like is this you is this you because i just I couldn't say anything about it mm-hmm. for six months it was like winning the lottery and i couldn't spend any of the money mm-hmm. like only like my parents my family and like my priest knew like what, what i had what i had worked on so i think that day since then it's been just all this unexpected but very very warm welcoming um energy that i'm really thankful to have i mean it's been a huge blessing for me and my family and anytime people come up to me or recognize me like i'm grateful for it but i'm more happy when it happens when my parents are around mm-hmm. so they could see just how much you know the show has impacted them to the point where they're going to be like hey I, I recognize you and then i see my parents grin from ear to ear <laughs> and it's like those are the things i'll i'll, I'll, I'll remember from this this time were they very supportive on on the acting thing? I know a lot of parents are are oh well, have a backup. You know how how did your parents deal with no, that? No, no, no. They, they've <coughs> always been hundred hundred percent supportive. At the same time, always being very like careful and wary. Like like always have a backup. You know, it's good to commit and invest in it hundred percent. At the same time, also look at, look at these other things, or at the very least consider not just only acting, but do all these other creative things. So since then, I've been acting and writing and directing and editing and producing. So you know, I'm trying to just do all these other different things so that all my eggs aren't in this one basket. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spread out and all these other creative outlets. Now, is is acting staying your favorite, or are you starting to get into stuff and you're like, hmm, this is, uh, I'm enjoying this a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'll be honest, all these other different ways to express my voice are are amazing. Acting is always going to be the first. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, to me, my best and most honest way of storytelling. You know, because I love to help people tell their stories. Through that, I get to tell my story. I get to learn more about myself through all these different characters. It's like, it's like putting on, when you're an actor, you're putting on all these different masks and they have different shapes and colors and stuff like that. But you're never going to be able to put those masks on comfortably until you know the shape of your own face and feel it in all the dents and crevices and, and you know, you really know what, what, how you look and who you are. And when you know that, 
then you know all these other characters. That's that's deep. That's that's pretty amazing. Very cool. Any last question? One more question, since you're from the Valley. What is the one, not one thing, but what's the thing you missed about the Valley the most? Uh, it could be a restaurant. Or uh, a I mean, I miss my mom's food on a daily basis. <laughs> but the good thing is, you know, I'm so close to, you know, LA so close to India. It's like a two and a half hour drive on the 10, you know. So I'm, I'm far enough. I'm on my own doing my thing. But I'm close enough where LA gets hectic. So I need to recharge all the time. So I try to come home at least once or twice a month. So I'm never too far away or to the point where I miss something. It's always, it's always going to be home. India is always going to be home. I love the desert. The desert's awesome. And now there's more opportunities for artists to, to thrive here. So I'm happy to see that. Especially up, so, yeah. look, look, look at this weekend. Look at all the, all the, the uh, amazing artists and support that came out this weekend. It's awesome. Any last questions before we start wrapping up? All right, why don't you remind us one more time where we can find you and social media absolutely Joe thanks thanks I appreciate you talking with me um, so people can find me Lincoln the actor uh, Twitter Instagram Facebook YouTube I do my best to interact with everybody because I wouldn't be here without everyone's support so that's where you guys can follow me and catch up on what I'm doing next alright thank you let's give them a big round of applause thanks guys So I hope you enjoyed this episode. A couple of quick things. First of all, as I mentioned last week, Nerd Out app is starting its Kickstarter this week. So please make sure that you are supporting Elle, uh, Michelle Jensen, and her uh, Nerd Out app. It's a great way to bring the community together, and uh, it really does serve a great purpose for for geek culture all over the U.S., and it's only going to get better. So please definitely check that out. And then second, I have a question for you guys. Um, the last two episodes have been considerably shorter because, you know, they've been interviews. We didn't do a news segment, and I just actually recorded next week's episode. We also didn't do a news segment. Uh, let me know what you think. If you missed the news segment, let me know. But, um, I'm trying to get the show overall down to around an hour just so that it's not you know, an hour and a half, two hours of both listening on your end and editing on mine. So if it's something that you miss, let me know. I can certainly look into bringing it back, but I kind of want your feedback. Good, bad, different, occasionally, what what do you want? And uh, I will I'll be happy to serve. And that's it. All the music in this episode has been provided by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at epicgrace. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. And remember this week, keep it geek.